Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, joined by Max Simpson and Owen Evans. How are you guys doing today? I'm quite excited. I feel as though something's coming. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not going to expand any favor on that, though. But No context whatsoever. Yeah, I'm also pretty excited. We uh, got some stuff going on tomorrow. Ain't that right, boys? That is right. That is right. So tomorrow, if you guys saw our tweet on uh, Twitter, uh, we have a great show tomorrow. It's going to be our first ever. <laughs> Where yeah. tweets usually live. Yes, on the on yeah, exactly. it, it Tweets are on Twitter. Really? Really? Uh, I got stuck. I got stuck, y'all. Anyway. Uh, tomorrow, PHNX Rising will be having their first ever live show from the Four Peaks pub over there on 8th Street in Tempe. And since it's our first ever live show there, Max, got a we need a drum roll. We go. Uh, I already got the drum roll. You got a guest over there? <laughs> We're gonna of have a very Why would I have guest. a guest? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, at least he's not Saul just him. hopping in again because oh, we have got a guest. No. So, sorry, Saul, it's a slightly better guest than you. But well, I will say this: uh, I hope you guys are coming with your best uh, uh, outfits on Thursday. Uh, so don't disappoint. Uh-oh. Okay, bye. <laughs> we're getting. Should we're now good. getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Yes, Thursday we're doing a little office party, but we're talking about tomorrow. 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 Four peaks. Wednesday. Are you, we got the drum roll. You guys ready? Drum roll. Okay. Drum roll. Tomorrow, Four Peaks, we go live at 5 p.m. and we have a special guest. And that special guest is Luis Sejas, baby. Let's go. Woo! Woo! I don't know how we managed this to pull this off, but this is an amazing get. Props to Max and everybody Whoa. involved in this because having going from Juan Guerra was an amazing guest that, that you know, amazing last week. And now we're getting Luis Sejas. This is back-to-back dubs, huge dubs for uh, for us here and for everybody here that watches the show. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. If you guys are able to, make sure to stop at the Four Peaks uh, pub tomorrow. Join us tomorrow. We're going to have a great time. There's going to be, from what I heard, $3 wows, $3 kilt lifters for everybody there as well. And yeah, then you can cool. watch the show live with us. Yeah. And dude, so so here's, here's everything we got tomorrow. So we're going live at 5 p.m. Luis Sejas at Four Peaks. By the way, like, say he's going to stay or stick around, can chat with him, like, have a good time. $3, four, <clears throat> four peaks, kilt lifters, and wow pints, plus, plus, one of us three, you know, not going to say who, uh, is going to be buying the first round as well. Really? So we oh, shit. Oh, look at that. <laughs> ah, look at no! screenshot of it. Jesus. He's, oh. he's dedicated. Oh, yeah, so Max, I hear, is going to be so buying some pints tomorrow. Um, ah, make sure to mm. pack your disguises, of course, because if you can <sighs> convince Max that actually you're a different person, then maybe he'll buy you multiple drinks. Mm. Oof, oof. Man, well, yeah, <laughs> so you got me there. Get there. You know, so that way uh, Max can take care of your uh, your first round at least. I wish I could drink, guys, but as I told you in our group chat, Owen infected me with his... Uh, <laughs> root canal thing so i had to go to the doctor yesterday so i'm on antibiotics and i can't really drink so but i'll be there i'll be having a good time with all of you but yeah make sure to get there early so that, that way max can get your first round so should be a great time but again thank you to Luis Sejas 
for for coming by <laughs> for uh for making the commitment to stop by tomorrow all right y'all we have a great show for you of course uh that great announcement to start us off but also we got some news regarding some of the players that will not be returning next season uh to phoenix rising so we're going to touch on that of course we had a weekend full of great playoff games in usl championship definitely touch on that especially the san diego game because that was that was something uh and then uh, at the end of the, the show we're going to talk some uh champions league some world cup stuff you know all the minutiae we, we don't usually don't talk about all right y'all let's get started so uh, Phoenix Rising, they made the announcement that two of the loanees will not be returning. Marcus Fercranus, he will be returning to LA Galaxy, and also Hayden Sarhis returning to DC United. So, you know, we, we knew these were loans. You know, most likely they were not going to stay past the, the end of the season. So, but how are we feeling about uh, the performances of both of these players? And is there one that if you if you could, you could keep? You would keep? Oh, good question. Um... I feel as though Marcus definitely had some potential in there. Um, I mean, it's kind of expected, right? We didn't see as much of him as we'd have liked. We managed to go away with the under-20s, and then, of course, he kind of lost his place in that. But I, I don't know. At the end of the day, look, these are both young guys, and neither of them were superstar loan signings. So mm-hmm. We're not talking about someone that this team is going to really miss as long as they can plan properly. We've got some weird feedback going on here. Let me, <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, someone's going to play this back later. They're going to, like, re- reverse it, and it's going to be some kind of, like, satanic message, I'm sure, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, might be on someone else's mic. It's not mine. I don't know. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, I think it stopped. Gonna, I think it stopped. There okay. we go. Don't move, Max. There we there go. We that go. was actually first contact from the aliens. You didn't know it, but that's what will bring you here on page next the real. But <laughs> back, anyway, to, back to the point there. Yeah, I feel as though neither of these players was particularly irreplaceable. So I'm not hugely disappointed to see them go. Of course, you wish them the best. You feel as though they've possibly got a bright future ahead of them, but with a good plan over the off season, I don't think you're going to necessarily miss either of these two players. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was, gonna, I was going to say, I, I echo that. Like um, I was going to say, I feel it for me, it was probably Hayden just because I don't know. You kind of have a bit more of a, not a known quantity per se, but like he has, like he does come from like MLS, the DC United, like kind of ah, pedigree, I guess if that's not even the right word, but what i got um i just want to see a bit more of him and we also understood that neither of these guys probably had a high potential of coming back but just kind of seeing where he came from and seeing how he played seeing how he did feature in i would say it seemed like at least a bit more to me in some of the more prevalent more uh important rising games i would have loved to see him a bit more but uh, if i had to pick one he would have been the guy but like honestly these guys like I guess for me, either way, didn't make like a super negative mark or wasn't one where it's like we have to do everything we can to resign him. So it's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Sarhez for me would have been the one to keep. Uh, you know, I just like the way that he played out of the back. I, I think moving to that uh, three back system as well would have benefited to keep him around, even if he's not going to start. But again, it's a loan and he has potential. And that's the reason why, you know, DC United picked him up, gave him that long contract. But there's also a reason why he was loaned out. So kind of tells you uh, all they need to know about him. All right, y'all. Moving on. Uh, team options that were declined. Uh, Owen's favorite player. We got John Man, uh, Laman Johnny. Uh, his option was declined for 2023. So, uh, Owen, I know you're really sad to see him go, but uh, how did you feel about the 
the John A era coming to an end. One of the worst players in the league. Um, I don't think that's a controversial comment to make. Uh, he's a player who had speed but lacked any real technical ability. He didn't do a whole lot of anything when he did get opportunities. And so as people you know, bring up this, well, he didn't really get many chances, I don't think he'd have done any better even with more chances. I think the times we saw him play, he didn't really impress. And if anything, I feel as though his arrival marked a really questionable time in the season for a lot in a lot of ways it was as though rick chance was fighting for his job at that point and the best that he could bring in was lamin jaune um it didn't really inspire confidence at all uh I, i'll be honest as well look he came in with very little behind him previous to to arriving here i i wouldn't have minded if he'd have just brought him in for a 25-day contract, given him a run out and seen how it played out. What got me more than anything is the fact that after the 25 days, there was a genuine, oh, yeah, great, we'll, we'll sign him. We'll sign him till the end of this. What? What did he do to justify getting that contract? Uh, and then he did very little since. Look, I think this was obvious it was going to happen, not only because it seems quite apparent to all of us that he wasn't up to the standard required here, but that he'd been kind of discarded for the most part by Wangera since his arrival. So, again, I, I mean, you, you wish him well, but he was never, ever up to the level that was required here, and he, he never showed it, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of telling, right, where you have a player come in and he is kind of a bit of that old guard, right, where he he, come, he comes in, he was a Rick, a Rick Chance, I mean, not necessarily favorite, but hey, he's the guy who's going to double down and it's like, this is my guy, let's sign him for a bit longer than what he's necessarily owed. And then when you have a new manager come in who doesn't see the same thing the kind of the writing is a bit on the wall i mean yeah we're kind of all saying the same thing like there wasn't something overly impressive to me the the kind of interesting thing is when you're that first you know that first duo of, of announcements when the season's over where it's like all right cool well you guys are the first on the chopping block i mean that just kind of shows that this has kind of been in the works for a while and it's just you know we had one when we had one on on the show the other day um last week it was literally it's when he talked about that he has a certain build of character and a certain guy in mind for his team, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And it's just evident that nothing that he did reinforced how he played and what he was looking for. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I, to me, there's not much to read into this. I would say. Yeah. yeah. I think none yeah. of us are surprised in the slightest. Yeah. Are we really? I was surprised it, when he was signed. <laughs> for sure. That <laughs> I was think that surprise. was all of us. Um, again, I was just more surprised that we saw the, I was more surprised when the news came out that he'd signed for the rest of the year. That was yeah. a bit that really got me. I mean, mm. <laughs> although I will say, I, I remember social media, the day that he first signed was just who on earth is this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We're trying to hey, unearth all the positivity uh, the Dominican League. <laughs> all the positivity that we've seen around other signings. I mean, even some of the ones that came towards, you know, JJ Williams came towards the end of of Rick's time. There was some positivity there and acceptance. Okay, this is a guy who could do something. I think everybody just looked at Lamin and just thought, what, what? Also, we got some. We got some. 
we got some Max Attack here uh, going after the show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. That was out of left field. That's, no, it's a nice show, Max. I like it. That's just, that's just uncalled for. I mean, hey, different strokes for different folks. I personally think look fantastic in the shirt. That's right. I'm hijacking this segment because I know my man Bobby, if he's in here, he can pick up a bad birdie polo for himself. He used that code PHNX Sports for 15% off. That's right, Bluebird. You're done. Mm-mm. This is a nice looking polo. You know it. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, last thing there we got Michael just uh, pointing out. Sorry, it has a brighter future than uh, that. That is true. No, I generally, I generally hope he he lands somewhere. You know, I, I don't. I'm not that type of guy that like likes to to see guys. You know, not succeed. You know, I know he had a tough time here. I think the best memory I'll have of him is the almost goal he had against Louisville. You know, he he was in front of goal and he, he missed it. <laughs> But if that, if he would have made the that, almost you know, goal, the, the almost goal, the almost goal, yeah, is this where we're setting the bar? <laughs> yeah, but again, I root for the underdog, so I don't think he came. In, you know, if you're him, are you gonna say no to his contract? No, oh, no, gonna, I don't blame him. You're, in gonna, the go in, you're gonna play, you're gonna try to do what you do, so it didn't work out. So hopefully, he can land on his feet, he finds another team. We'll see if he can make it. Hats uh, well, off to the, the grift there. I mean, wow. <laughs> It's not a grift when they're giving it to you. You're just saying, okay, I'm here. Let's do it, you know? Look, what is it? <laughs> I mean, look, as you said here, the, the highest point he had was missing against Louisville, which to me, you know, yeah. if you're a player that's getting sent off with just a highlight reel of shots or attempts that you should have done better almost. with. You would have made it. Yeah. Almost, almost. You know, almost, maybe if he just scored, he'd have actually had more USL Championship goals than uh, the collective sum of what we've all got. Ooh, there you go. He's currently on the yeah. same tally as that's, all of us. Uh, that's uh, those are facts, not opinions. Said Owen Evans. Those are facts. Um, he has actually scored no goals in this league. Let's move on to the other player that will not be returning. Richmond Antwi. This one hurt me, and I'll, and I'll let you guys kind of do your spiel right now. But uh, Antwi was signed back in December. Uh, he started five times for the team. He finished the season with four goals in 482 minutes, basically one goal every 121 uh, minutes. So Antwi, I feel, was the guy that, given how the season panned out, was not able to craft himself a role in this team. I didn't see him starting, but I knew if Rising was off, off to a good start, he was going to get some minutes. But due to the fact that the re- the season just didn't work out for Rising and they were kind of you know, a lot of movement. It's, I think he was just in a bad situation. I've seen a lot of chatter online about maybe his fitness, not being up to par, not able to play the entire 90 minutes, but every time he came in, he made a sort of impact. He either made a right pass. He made, uh, he found a teammate. He was able to obviously score some goals. So I think he has what it takes, but maybe it was just a bad situation. What do you guys think? I'm going to let Max start off with this one. They'll come in after. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll address the fitness aspect first, and I'm, uh, I think I've said, I might have said it once. I'll say it before. I'm definitely not a doctor by any means, but you know, looking into um, kind of the last master of the season, no, he definitely looked like I, I don't know, not you can kind of see him running around that. I don't know, maybe it was the last last game of the season, but just didn't seem like he had that kind of initial like that initial burst. And I feel kind of given where you need to come when you're off the bench, you kind of have to provide that. Hey. If I'm given a limited number of minutes, which he often was within the 10, 15, even 20 minute mark at the most, it's it's just tough to get in there and make an impact. Even if you are scoring goals and making a difference, you have to be able to have that quickness and be able to 
dictate the game the entire way around. And I think from like Juan's perspective, you want to be able to identify your bench guys and your role players and the guys who are to come off the bench and make a difference. But even if you are scoring in spurts, that doesn't translate to a full game. And to me, I would rather have, if I'm a manager, which I'm not, but if I was, I would rather you're, have you're a- You're not, Max, just to be clear. Okay, yeah, and in case, I mean, I mean, listen, uh, people might have thought I was. I just want to set the record straight. I'm not. But if they, <laughs> if I was, I would want to have like some guys off the bench who it's like, I could put them in for a 90 minutes or for a start them, put them in for a 60 minute stretch here and there. And while he had his spurts, I don't want to look for players who that's all they can give me. I want to be able to have the option of, Hey, maybe one match week, I'm starting you one match. Then, and then the next game in midweek, you're playing for 10, 20 minutes. But if that's all you can really provide, whether it's fitness, whether it's ability, whether it's whatever it is, I don't know what value that has, even if you do occasionally crack the score sheet. I, I, correct me if, I, if you guys feel differently, but that's that's where my head's at. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to agree with you there, Max. I feel that one thing that has been Richmond's downfall more than anything here is that while he did achieve off the bench, he never gave any real confidence whatsoever when he started. And maybe that's harsh. Maybe it's harsh because he ultimately was playing in a team as a whole struggled a lot but the point is having you can't just stack up multiple strikers when you play a one striker system you can't there's only so many players that you can have right and so who are you gonna pick you got jj williams you got gregor's jj williams may or may not be going um we do believe that he's out of contract so we we don't yet have any insight um we're gonna have to wait and see expecting some news next week on players that have been retained it won't be everything but it'll be some um but beyond that look he and michael actually making a comment here uh michael saying he only started versus oakland and in the open cup no that's not true he did actually start a lot more games than that if you look into it he played 67 minutes against new mexico fair enough tough one to judge uh, because of the circumstances around that. He played 78 minutes in Las Vegas. He played 45 minutes against Low City. He played 87 minutes against Sacramento Republic. He played 76 minutes against Oakland Roots. None of those games he looked particularly great in. Something else that I'm going to note here is that barring one game, right? Richmond Antwi scored four goals. Fair enough. Fair enough, he scored four goals. But every single one of those goals came at home. Random note, but just a note to make. The other one to make here is that every goal except for his one against Orange County came as part of a multi-goal win for the team. He didn't score big goals in terms of game-changing goals, which especially when you're losing by you know most of your games, they were a very good team this year. He scored against San Antonio. They were up already, something like that. Well, they were already up 2-0. He yeah, scored yeah, yeah, against yeah. switchbacks when the team won 4-0 that day. He scored mm-hmm. against Red Bulls 2 when the team was winning, uh, you know, and they ultimately win 5-1. And so kind of the question that I got, and I remember I got into this with someone uh, the other day, was just, you know, well, why weren't these other players in the team stepping up? Well, actually, in the games that Richie scored in, they were. Um, Rising didn't 
struggle in the games that he scored in, barring Orange County at home, where in fairness to him, we do have to give him hats off here, he did get the equaliser coming on for a minute at the end of the game. But still, he played over 20 games, he scored four goals, most of them off the bench, yes, but is it enough of a return? And I think that the answer to that, Michael, don't come in with, how'd <laughs> Santi do in those games? How'd Santi do in these games? I don't know. I, I, where's Richmond's guaranteed contract for next year? Or does Santi have one for next year? You know, we, we, there's a lot of factors in there like that. You know, that's it, it, it's rough talk to come out with stuff like that. Look, the end of the day is that Richmond Antwi is a replaceable player. It is sad to see him go. He was always a nice guy. And I think that as a young player, he's definitely got some potential there. And I think and hope he will land somewhere at this level at least. Okay? Maybe not in this league, but somewhere else of a similar level. I do think that he is capable of playing. But he is also a player that is quite replaceable. He's shown he has the ability, he has the talent. 22 years old. I think he can continue to play. I don't know if it's USL Championship, maybe USL League One, you know, and have him step up later on. You know, that's, that's an option, so... But again, I mean, when the, you, it, you need your backup striker to be able to start if needed. That's that's the biggest problem. No, I don't sure. think that we saw that from Richie. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. for sure. And yeah. I mean, I, I think I I will give him that it is incredibly difficult to generate a a lot of consistent momentum and really make your case, even if you do score when you're only playing in these 10, 20 minute spurts. But that being said, if you want to translate that into a bigger game, into a longer spurt, into a start, into Showing your club and your manager that, yes, I can play 67 minutes on a consistent basis. It's not just about how you show up on the stat sheet, but it is about how you move, how your fitness is. Are you making the right runs and everything like that? And I think it is that bit of that inconsistency. But I will go back to Owen, what you said. All of those times when he played multiple minutes throughout the season, like big spurts, those 60, those 70 minute cameos, it was either early in the season when there was still a bit of hope left or later in the season where it's like, we're playing, we're playing New York Red Bulls too, or a team where like, okay, we'll throw We'll throw anyone in. This game is already decided. It kind of shows that when you bring in a JJ Williams, that he's getting in the crunch time minutes, that he's the one where as we need to rescue our season and he's not the one that we are really turning to. And I get it. It's tough. He is young. Like, this is not a death spell for him. Like, there's a lots of time to improve his game. Like, this is not, I guess, as much an indictment on a player in the respect that it's just where he is at this point in time in life. And um, it, I mean, I, I wrap this all up with it's not incredibly surprising what happened, but maybe given another season or two, this is perhaps a different story. I just think when you look at the signs and you take away the production, the style of play, how he moved on the field, and then the fact that they just didn't go to him in a lot of those crunch time situations, that just kind of tries to tell you that Juan said, he said in our interview with them, he is in win-now mode, and that if he don't, he doesn't have trophies, that is deemed in his, is his eyes as not a success, and he just doesn't factor into that. Like, it's just plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely sad to see him go, but again, hopefully he lands on his feet somewhere, and uh, he can uh, continue to produce uh, on whatever team he lands on. All right, y'all. Um, I was scouring the Twitterverse this morning, and uh, I think Michael was involved with this, but there was an interaction between El Paso and and Phoenix Rising there. Their Twitter accounts and Twitter and uh, Rising said that there will be more uh, player news coming next week. Now, Owen, 
what have you heard and what, you know, are we expecting a lot of the players that were, were part of the 2022 team to, to stay? You know, I know Maxim already made the point that, hey, these two first guys that were cut, it was probably one of the things that was already going to happen. But what are you expecting to see next week? We are expecting more people, I think, to go. Um, not everything will be revealed next week. We knew that from last year, partly because next week often looks more of a who is already signed, who'd, who already is under contract for next year than anything else. And so what you're going to look at then is more like you'd presume that Gabby Torres has had his op- option exercised. That'll be more likely to be announced next week. You'll look at some of the other guys that are still under contract, guys that we're expecting at least to be still under contract. People like Greg Hayes, people like Arturo Rodriguez, who we're expecting still have years left on the contract. We'll expect to see those kind of names, but people who are out of contract won't necessarily be listed. And that doesn't mean they aren't coming back. It means that we don't know for sure yet, or there's some kind of, staging the things in terms of the paperwork, all of that. Remember, USL is very particular about when you can announce people who've signed. They get very, very picky over that. But it'll start to kind of give a bit of a an image as to who are the main core that are going to be returning. There'll be a couple of others to add to it, but you'll start to get a bit of a feel for who one is seeing value in uh, retaining and especially not looking to pay off as the aliens appear to have come back in there. I can hear them wittering away in my ear but uh yeah so it's mm, i i don't i don't know it's it's an important step always is when the teams put these out um but we'll we'll have to see and is lalo under contract uh this point i will be honest i don't have specific reason to believe that he is beyond this year but that doesn't mean that he isn't um i i i don't just don't have that information at the minute to hand at the moment he's he's one of the question marks he's one of the little question marks we got on there which is mm, i believe they used an option year on him for this past year but again technically you can have two options in a contract under the usl collective bargaining agreement so i'm just gonna shrug (laughs) we'll find out and uh, any rumblings about pl- uh, possible player signings? Have you heard anything about Interesting the Interesting that this one's coming up, isn't it? Because there is talk coming out of South America at the moment. Uh, hmm. It's Mario Alberto Sanchez reporting from Colombia that there is a Venezuelan player on his way to Phoenix Rising. Hmm. That would be Erickson Gallardo. Um, we aren't certain how close this deal is to completion. Um, but... This is someone who clearly had something about him initially to be picked up by Toronto FC. Didn't really get much of a look in there. In his final season with them, he picked up an injury, missed a good amount of playing time, ended up having to kind of try and fight his way back through the uh, Toronto 2 team there. But ultimately, this season, this is a player who scored 10 goals, 5 assists over 31 games with Zamora in the Venezuelan League. So... Interesting to see. Interesting to see. Yeah, I caught some of his highlights on YouTube, and I, I think, you know, he could make a difference. You know, it's a, it's a winger that has some pace that's able to dribble around defenders, and so I'd be open to it. You know, it's something that, you know, I, I think would benefit this team, and, uh, you know, the Venezuelan connection, I think, is something that might might help things out um, as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one. 
especially a bit of directness, a bit of uh, attacking, attack, you know, straight up just, just like absolutely head on attacking would be really nice. It's a nice change of pace. I think it's they're missing a bit of that killer instinct and, you know, seeing in highlights and everything, it's way too early to tell. But I, I like that we're placing a bit of emphasis on bringing in and trying to scout wingers and a bit of attacking players early, um, really seeing if they're fitting the system. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. That's nice news. For sure, for sure. And we'll keep you uh, up to date with any signings and, and rumblings that we hear. So make sure to uh, keep tabs on us on our Twitter account, PHNX underscore underscore rising. You want to say your thing? Double the underscores, double the fun. Ooh. We're not watching lose every week again now. So, you know, we can go back to saying that. We can have fun again. Wow, no we more summer fun Saturdays. again. No more somber Saturdays. I grew like gray hairs. Like that's why I cut it off. Yeah. You know? so. I got a I literally got a haircut yesterday, dude. And the bar and the barber, she was cutting my hair and she said, Oh wow, I saw a couple gray hairs. That's nice. Why would so. you say that? <laughs> saying, man. Oh, like, you know, great. Ramon had to go to the dentist. Yeah. You know, I had the uh the root canals to add to the root canal season. You know, it's been a a year that has aged and taken a toll on all of yeah. our bodies. It's oh yeah, yeah. Not, not, not good. I think yeah. we can all agree that we need some rest this off season. And if you guys are looking to get the best sleep of your uh, of your life, I recommend purchasing some OG's brands, but more specifically, their Sleepy Time Edition because they're aquaberry flavor and they'll get they'll get you the best sleep that you uh, of your life. Like I'm saying, so if you guys haven't yet, make sure to go to ogsbrands.com and purchase the uh, the Sleepy Time Edition or Sleepy Sleep Edition. I don't know why I keep calling it Sleepy Time, but uh, you guys can purchase these. They're, they're gummies. You guys can pop it in right before bed and get some good sleep, and that way you guys feel refreshed in the morning, ready to tackle your day. And also, you guys can follow them on Instagram at ogsbrands, uh, and you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, guys, you must be 21 years or older to purchase OG's brand. So shout out to them. Look, I just want to say the biggest endorsement that we can get for OG's is the fact that when Ramon came in for the studio show that we had when we were interviewing Juan on Thursday, the first thing he does, he gets in, he makes a straight beeline for the OG's. Like the first thing he does on arrival, he goes straight in for the OG's. So, uh, yeah. That is a good endorsement from me. Now, did I get get some home? No, I forgot because I was so hype about the the Juan interview, and then I was on a meter, so I had to jet out of there because I didn't want to get a a ticket. So I'll make sure to get some next time I'm there for sure. All right, y'all. Hype without without the PE, am I right? (laughs) Oh man, the meaning's time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, All right, y'all. Let's take a look at what happened this week, and of course, the USL is still still chugging along. They got the first round of the playoffs this. Past weekend, uh, let's start with the Western Conference and the game that just had me raising my eyebrows and not for a good reason. <laughs> San Diego versus Oakland. Uh, San Diego take the loss oh. at Torero Stadium 3-0 against Oakland. Uh, man, that was a rough game to, to watch. Owen, uh, what did you make of this San Diego team and why why did they do this? What, why, why the loss at home? San Diego with a perfect illustration of how to tackle a playoff game on OGs. I'm not sure what they were doing. They fell asleep at times in that game. Charlie Dennis with a fantastic strike. I mean, the the calamity of the second goal with Alendo Mafeka and the goal that he scored with just what was the defense doing playing him in back there? And then all they do thereafter is shoot themselves in the foot. Some atrocious decision-making. Thomas Amang, we're not sure what he got on the first yellow card. There can be no complaints about the second. You cannot, immediately after the yellow card is shown, walk up and decide you're going to poke somebody in the face. That gets you a second yellow. 
any day of the week. Alejandro Guido, we didn't see what happened for his second yellow card, but by some of the talk online, he got involved in the physical altercation. So again, you're losing 2-0. You've got to make better decisions. Grant Stoneman with some stupid challenges late. Kind of lost his head. Just grabbed people as they're running past him. Why not? Yellow for each. Very nice and easy. And then, of Max, course, Matthias Fasore with the uh, third goal later on. <laughs> Max, what did you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, man, like, I, like I've said before, when Linda Mafeka scores, it's like something's kind of gone topsy-turvy, and it's definitely a case of bad defense. No disrespect to Linda Mafeka. The guy just doesn't score, but he got a, got a gift of a goal in this one, and that kind of just sets the tone for what happened this game. I mean, everything that Loyal Road to get to this point in the season, you know, a, a pretty high, like high-attacking counter-offense, a defense that – they let in a couple, like a, a good handful here and there, but like you could rely on them to at least not make the kind of cupcake, give them mistakes. And that's exactly what they did. Like I just, I, I'm trying to really process what happened and really try to draw some reason to it. I can't really think of anything other than like San Diego just laid an egg, man. I don't know if the pressure got to them or whatever. As some maybe, of us maybe, maybe the head coach disappeared you in the took, middle of the week and decided to go word, do some right. commentary on MLS. That, I was getting to that point, and maybe exactly a little World Cup prep. I was prep. going to say. A little, we were all saying a little World Cup prep a little early, you know, uh, not, uh, not, not focusing on the game as much. But, yeah, man, just a su- surprising result, even if not just in the scoreline, but how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, when you go down to – go ahead, Owen. I just feel as though it's just such a bad example to set. Look, and we all know, right, if we want to talk about distractions or whatever, Landon Donovan is their manager. We all know that's Nate Miller's team. That's not Landon Donovan calling a lot of the shots behind the scenes. That's Nate Miller who's setting that stuff up, okay? But what kind of example does that set for your players that you're just going to up and go off and focus on something else in the middle of a week? How can you ever, ever complain to players about discipline, about staying focused, about, you know, just fixing in on the task at hand when that's what you're going to do? That's the example you're going to set because you think you're a big shot in a little league. You know what? Just forget it. Go somewhere else. Don't even bother in this league if you can't commit. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Uh, back-to-back first-round exits for San Diego, I think maybe time for a change, you know, especially if it's not going to be your priority at the most crucial time in your in your season you decide to go do something else. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, and when your team plays like that, it looks even worse. So um, let's move on. Colorado, they take a 3-0 victory over RGV. Now, this I got completely wrong, and I <laughs> and Colorado it's made deceptive. Sure. It's deceptive, yeah. though. You look at that. That game was level for so long. 84th minute, Colorado Springs get the win. Look, were they on top in terms of chance creation? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. That's fair. But then they scored two goals in 90 and 90 plus four. I mean, that's not indicative of a clear and convincing win, is it? Mm-hmm. That's It's indicative of the fact that the other team, late in a knockout game, trailing by a single goal, felt that they had to commit. Yeah, um, yeah I, I feel as though a lot of people will talk some smack here. And, hey, we, we all picked RGV. Uh, we thought that RGV would pull off the upset here they didn't but i don't think it's anywhere near as far apart um as the scoreline would suggest really yeah no i mean i don't have anything much to add other than the same thing man two you're in a knockout match two teams playing not kg and not even necessarily in the style but just you know goals through 80 plus and then you kind of open up the floodgates you have to chase it um 
I think that's why we kind of watch the game. The scoreline can be deceiving. You got to look a bit further, but yeah, I don't know about you guys. How, who'd you guys remind me? Who'd you guys have in the San Diego Oakland game? Cause I'm over two so far. I took Oakland. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you guys about. both said San Diego. <laughs> win. I said Oakland would get the job done. So, I mean, look, the only game I think that I got wrong all weekend was the uh, Colorado Springs RGV. I picked Pittsburgh to win against Bim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I thought Bob Lilly's boys would get it done. Um, yeah. And yeah, they did, no, ultimately. Good stuff. Uh, Sacramento 2-0 over New Mexico. New Mexico had some chances in this game, but I think that's when the quality of just someone like, you know, yeah. Roro, you know, Rodriguez having them in the lineup is just it just makes that difference in this playoffs game, you know, in the first goal, especially it just sets up the wonderful run uh, for their first goal. And uh, at that point it was just game management and make sure not to commit any mistakes. And that's what Sacramento is going to do this entire postseason. So uh, good, good for them. And it's why I think they're a good candidate to go far. Um, I'm not sure they're better than San Antonio, but I think they can get there and in a one-off game, you never know. You never know down the line. Mm-hmm. Never know. Uh, moving over to the Eastern Conference. Now, this one made me sweat a little bit, but Memphis 3-1 over Detroit. You know, I thought maybe Detroit could take it, but Memphis, they have too much firepower. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I will say it's interesting because if you get into it, uh, I'm not sure if anyone knows Gary Parrish, a uh, CBS Sports College Basketball columnist huh. and TV analyst who uh, decided to talk some smack on Twitter Um Again, this is a college basketball guy who tweeted, and I quote, Detroit City FC doesn't belong at this level. That was obvious Saturday night. Really? Really? Because this game went over 70 minutes without a goal, and Memphis did pull away in the end. They scored in the 88th. And again, it's another of those late goals that, in a knockout game, make a game look a lot more comfortable than it ever was. Um, With Philip Goodrum Mm -hmm. getting the the 90-plus-4 goal to seal it, well... I don't know. I feel as though this really could have gone any way. Um, and it's what happens sometimes when you've got these underdogs that come in and they've got nothing to lose. We saw Oakland went to San Diego with nothing to lose. Yeah, but um, yeah. still. Hey, Detroit are out at least, Michael. You can you can breathe easy. There's no Nisa All-Stars <laughs> beyond this point. Well, here's the thing. Shout out to them. It's their first season in USL yeah. Championship. They made the playoffs. You know, I, I know we like to hate on, on Detroit over here, but... They show that they're a capable group of doing it. They just maybe just didn't have the, uh, the the squad this year to make a deeper run, especially in that Eastern Conference. But, you know, first season, they make the playoffs. You know, you, you can't really fault them. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially the way they're built, it's definitely um, – I mean, it's still an achievement, right? Uh, it's, it's something to build on. I mean, even looking at this game, it's, I mean, pretty even across the board from stats for what they're told. And like we keep on saying, these are knockout games. I, I think that's a bit harsh to say that there was no quality in their side where they hold them for over half an hour, for over an hour in a, a scoreless match. It just comes down to, I think this is where, especially in Memphis's case, it comes down to these clubs who have a bit of that firepower, who have a bit of that attacking edge ultimately showing out yes defense wins championships but um yeah i think that that one goal score and you know especially when you put a one two three in the back of the net that's going to make the difference for you the next game was tampa bay rowdies at home uh defeating the miami fc three to one uh sebastian guanzati with two scoring a brace uh in the 50th and 70th minute so uh, tampa bay looked pretty good in my opinion what did you what did you guys think 
That's the Miami FC. Well, again, if we want to go back to the insightful comments from none other than Gary Parrish, uh, again, CBS Sports college basketball correspondent, saying, expecting something similar when the trending down rowdies visit AutoZone Park this weekend. So there we go, the trending down rowdies. Um, Enjoy. Uh, No, I feel as though it's going to be a very good game. I'm. This is one that I'd circle this coming weekend as probably one of the more attractive matchups. I know there's a lot there, but I think that it's a game between two sides that I think whoever wins that, I think they have a legitimate aim at the title in a way that I wouldn't describe any certain other teams still left in this as having. I don't feel as though, say, for example, Pittsburgh really will go all the way. I don't feel Mm -hmm. as though Oakland will go all the way, even if they win this weekend. But I think either Memphis or Tampa Bay genuinely, genuinely could. And, hey, Tampa Bay have made two straight finals. They've got to go on the road. The game will, however, be played on a really really atrocious AutoZone Park's playing surface. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't personally want the final to be played there. Um, It's nothing against Memphis. Their ground is just awful um, (laughs) from a playing surface perspective. So I don't want to see... Doesn't it still have the pitcher's mound on it? (laughs) It did when Rising went there. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, yeah, we'll take like maybe Um, half of it off and then we'll cover some grass over the top. You you got a big mound. Like, no, no. So you don't want to see that be the showpiece uh, match for the the league being played there at AutoZone Park. But hey, as a team... I, I think they've played pretty well this year. There's a reason that those two teams are two and three in uh, in the Eastern Conference. So I'm intrigued to see how that one turns out. It is the last game of the day, uh, kicking off at 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. So to me, that's the one to watch. Friday night, San Antonio playing Oakland Roots as well, 5.30 on Friday. So, hey. Should be fun. Should be fun yeah. to take a look at that one. Uh, last game for the Eastern Conference Legion. They fall in penalties to Pittsburgh. That uh, was kind of rough to watch, man. The, the the fans for Legion were really upset about this one. Uh, but Pittsburgh got it done, man. So that's what it takes, uh, even as a, if it takes eight penalties to, to get the job done. Yeah, and it got a bit of contra- bit of controversy in there as well, wasn't there, of course, because Pittsburgh's ultimate equalizer in like, extra time occurs after... Uh, one of the Birmingham Legion players effectively ran into the referee. Um, so inevitably, that's apparently caused controversy because how dare he not stop? I mean, look, mm. if if you're going to run into the referee, it's kind of your own fault, isn't it? Like, I mean, he came from behind. He could see the referee and he ran into him. No, that's that's your own fault, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, no, okay. why, why, why blame the actual reason when you can just point the finger at the referee? Same as we saw in San Diego, pulling mm. the exact same stuff. No, maybe you should learn to play football. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it was a good weekend for playoff uh, soccer in the USL Championship. So looking forward to what happens this weekend again. Friday, San Antonio will be hosting Oakland. You know, I know I picked San Antonio, but the way Oakland's playing, man, they just got this world against us kind of mentality right now. So I, I could see, you know, some fireworks there. Now, are they going to beat San Antonio? I don't think so. But if it does happen, you know, I, you know, I would, I would give the props to, to Oakland because they're they're playing pretty well. Uh, Saturday, Louisville versus Pittsburgh, Colorado versus Sacramento, Memphis versus Tampa Bay. So, uh, do you guys want to do predictions? 
Oh, we're doing predictions. So I'm going to take San Antonio over Oakland. I'm going to take... I'm going to stick by my originals, actually. So my... Bearing in mind that my teams after this point uh, are all still in it. So I'm going to go San Antonio against Sacramento for the final in the West. And I'm going to go Memphis hosting Pittsburgh for the final in the East. Mm. Ramon, go, go ahead and give yours. Uh, Coyotes guys are kicking me out. You know, one show with goals, uh, getting kicked out for another show talking about goals. But I'm just kidding. Hey, say hi to Leah. Say hi to Leah. You want to say hi real quick? Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me a second. Wow, live kickout. I know, live kickout. This doesn't happen often. You know, we'll give a little tour while we're at it. Oh, look at that. Can you show them the OGs? Can you show them the OGs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys in our studio. There you go. (laughs) uh, Max's office, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We good now? Nice, nice. Look at that tic-tac-toe behind you. Uh, But, yes, uh, I'm taking San Antonio. I'm taking Louisville, Sacramento over Colorado. And then I'm doing, ah, man, the Memphis-Tampa Bay one's the toughest one, I feel. Uh, I did say Memphis was going to go all the way, so I'll stick with Memphis. I don't even know if I should give my picks because um, <clears throat> maybe you shouldn't uh, follow because I, I may or may not have gone 0 for 4. So, um, you know, let's try again, right? Uh, okay, give me, give me San Antonio against Oakland. Give me... Oh my gosh. Give me give me Colorado. Give me Louisville and give me Memphis. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Harry here says San Antonio, Colorado, and Memphis and Pittsburgh. Wow, he, he wants to see some crazy we got stuff all the in the same ones except for Pittsburgh. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I just real I just real in in all of my matchups, I'm picking the higher seed. So uh Take that way you will. <laughs> That's the lazy approach. Pick the upsets, Max. Buddy, I am 0 for 4 in this past weekend. I don't care what the approach is. I just want to get some picks right. Trying to break even, at least. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. It's going to be an interesting weekend, and we'll see if our picks come true. All right, y'all, let's take another quick break before we wrap up and talk about our friends at DraftKings. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a great app for you guys to to make all your picks. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. So if you guys haven't downloaded the app yet, you guys want to bet on the Suns versus Warriors game that's taking place tonight, you guys can do it today. So make sure to do that. as soon as possible. And you can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. So it's super simple, guys. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. And remember, uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure to check out the show notes for more details. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's I, I placed, I placed a fun little parlay this past weekend with uh, 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 Tottenham uh, Newcastle. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a close one. I had, um, I had over... I, I was sweating. I had over 12 and a half goals or excuse me, corners, corners, 12 and a half goals. Whoa, Jesus. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Big swinger. No over, over 12 and a half corners hit Harry Kane. Anytime goal score hit and it was not a penalty. So suck it there. Um, I also had Tottenham winning the money line. Let's let's not talk about that, but you know, it keeps it interesting. I was engaged that the entire time I was, you know, one leg away from the, 
parlay hitting like you know close enough but it's very fun to bet on that app okay yeah mike no no united did not break tottenham they were completely what did, what did he that, oh, that was, was a foul goals for carry kane against united like that you know was what, you know what i you know what i heard yeah. i heard that max is so busy enjoying the fact that harry kane scored a goal that wasn't a penalty he's forgetting again they lost that game I mean, I cannot. Hold on on. I'd like to. I'd like to thank Devin here for the uh, insightful comment. Harry Kane only gets penalties, tap-ins, or corner tap-ins. He scores freaking goals, man! Y'all are jealous. Y'all are haters. Load well for England at the World Cup. Haters for what? What has Harry Kane ever achieved in his life? Brutal. He almost scored that goal against Croatia. That could have put them in the final. Bro, I don't so, care about England. We're oh, putting no. him in the loving Jaune camp of what if he'd scored that goal, though? What if? <laughs> Bro, Harry Kane just got compared to Lovin Jaune. <laughs> oh, no. And that's how far he's Lovin's more mobile um, than him. I'll say that much. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. <laughs> slander today of uh, Harry Kane. Uh, speaking of Tottenham, uh, tomorrow they're playing the Champions League. we got some DraftKings odd right now. Uh, Tottenham is favored, negative 205 uh, for their money line. Draw is plus 350. Sporting Lisbon is plus 550. So if you're looking for an upset there, might make some money. So, yeah. So if you want to make some money, you bet on Sporting tomorrow. (laughs) Sporting, okay, Sporting won when they were playing at home. Tottenham, they're going to, they'll show up, they'll show our things up. I'm not worried. Not worried at all. If you want to make some money tomorrow, this is what I'm going to say. Napoli's playing Rangers tomorrow. Okay. They're, you know, I'm not talking about the money line, but you can do a little parlay. I'm saying Napoli score at least three goals against mm. uh, Rangers tomorrow, at least two by halftime. If you, you know, put that in, I think they're going to make some money if you do that because Napoli is on an absolute tear right now. So, who, who, who do you guys have in? Uh, what are the odds for Barca Bayern? Pretty curious about that one. Well, that one's going to be a fun game. Barca's at um, home. Um, See, Barca is plus 130, a draw is plus 20, 285, and Bayern is plus 190. I'll take Bayern like over that. They they're the Barcelona like killers. <laughs> they are, man. Honestly, I, I was gonna say that to me is I mean, that's the easy game to watch tomorrow. Yeah, give me Bayern in that one. All right. So just to should we actually just go through and do the whole uh list yet again? We've we did it before, but Max, I'm gonna just take your picks for all of these for the remainder of this uh of this round of the Champions League. So okay. Inter against Victoria Pleasant. Okay, let's not overthink this. That. Inter. Inter it is. Inter it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Club Bruges against Porto. Remember, of course, the draw is an option. Uh, yeah. Um, they lead the group, man. They're pretty good. This screams draw, but give me, give me Club Bruges. Give me Club Bruges. He's going with Club Bruges. Right. Napoli against Rangers. I think we can safely say. Napoli, you mean the yeah. team that lost 7-1 at home to Liverpool isn't going to win? Okay, moving on. Barcelona, Bayern, Munich, we're going with... Bayern. Bayern. Uh, Ajax against Liverpool, we're going with... Give me Ajax in that one, man. I don't... I Liverpool, like, you can't figure them out. One week, they're beating City. The next week, they're losing to Nottingham Forest. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, uh, Tottenham against Sporting Lisbon. I mean, easy money. Yeah, go with Tottenham. We're all in agreement here. Okay, let's move on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. But hey, if you want the money at Sporting Lisbon, uh, Atletico Madrid <laughs> against Leverkusen. Uh, Atleti. I'm going the Atleti. And uh, well, well, Frankfurt yeah. against Marseille. Yeah, this is... Uh... 
I would take the draw on this one. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll take the draw, man. This is honestly a pick on for me. All right. So that comes out at odds of plus 44,336. Hmm. Ooh, so okay. if you were to put five bucks down and it were to all be correct, you'd walk away with over two grand. Dang, pretty cool. That's awesome. I mean, I would not do that because I think you said you picked sporting and not Tottenham. So like, I don't want you guys to lose money. So just swap that. Pick oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying if you want to make money, you'd go with uh, sporting. That was with Tottenham in it. Uh, if I you put sporting in there, it actually goes to plus 194,034. Okay. So then if you put five down, you'd win almost $10,000. God, I thought you picked sporting. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Donovan it is. Nice. Hey, but yeah, okay. I like that. Heck yeah, man. All right. Yeah, so All we'll right. see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. There are some interesting uh, games as well. So I think it was 7-1 PSG. Um, yeah. uh, put seven goals past Josh Cohen. So that was, that was a fun to watch. Yeah. Jeez, we've got yeah, some no. random stuff coming up in the chat now. We've got uh, VJ here with ending to sell the ICC World T20 World Cup between Ireland and England tonight. So, yeah, who who has not been paying attention to the uh, ICC Cricket World T20 Cricket World Cup? Yes, I totally that is... <laughs> But Yeah, Ireland are playing England tonight. That's a nine o'clock start over on ESPN+. Plus. Um I mean, of course, hoping for Ireland in that one. I'm not going to cheer on anything that has England in. How long do these games last? This won't last. That's like an hour and a half each team. Each team, so that's three hours for a game. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's not too crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I've never watched like a a cricket match. I had a neighbor out here, and he was practicing. He was trying to hit the the three. I forget. Forget. Forgive my ignorance. The three uh, sticks that they have. I don't know. Stumps. There you go. Yeah, so that was interesting mm-hmm. to watch. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. We've also got Devin here asking about my thoughts on Wrexham's win. Um, is it the win over Halifax? Because, mm. I mean, they're still three points back from Notts County. You know, they're still only in second. Um, Aren't they on ESPN too? They are yeah, for their yeah, FA Cup were. games, yeah. and their next yeah. FA Cup game, I believe, is on ESPN+. Plus. But, yeah, the games against Blythe Spartans were on uh, ESPN+. Too, um, and they were look, they were leaking goals. I mean, Mullen's boots as well. Yeah, uh, Paul Mullen, for anyone who's been watching Welcome to Wrexham, posted his boots. Uh, talk about Mullen's boots. Uh, Devin also putting Paul Mullen boots for class. Yeah, he decided to make a reference to a certain political party in the UK. Um, yeah, yeah. Get into it, Owen. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made a reference to a certain political party in the UK that we're going to, uh, by way of censorship, not name them on this podcast. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, yes, BJ, 26 days away from the World Cup starting. So start making your plans to get up at uh, 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know it's nice. Like, this doesn't, this is kind of a bit of a blanket statement and it doesn't apply to everyone. Not everyone is fans in the chat of USA or Mexico. We get that. But, um, yeah, I'll some support this. a team that's going to get out of the group. And no, I'm not, I'm not convinced we will. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Bite your tongue on that. Yeah, you're right. It's England and Iran. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> um, bite your tongue. Um, but stay tuned for tomorrow. Cause all I'll say is, should be having a bit more information live on our show at Four Peaks for some World Cup plans. So there's a bit of a, a teaser, a cliffhanger, if you will. 
We've got a lot of important announcements this week. We do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really ominous, important announcement tomorrow. But uh, but no, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one for sure. All right, y'all. Great show tonight. Appreciate y'all. As always, chat, thank you for being so lively as always. We always appreciate it. And thank you for the questions. We always like this kind of conversation style podcast. So always appreciate you being here live. And if you're not hearing us live, we still appreciate you. And hopefully you can join us live one day. And tomorrow, if you are able to make it to Four Peaks, 5 p.m. there. Again, Luis Sejas in the house. Where else are you going to get these types of interviews, man? Yeah. Only at Rising. I was going to say, man, like, 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 like tweet, tweet us questions that you have for Luis. But here's the thing. If you're there in person, going to give you a little priority on those questions being asked. So tweet at us. But if you're able to make it, that's where the real bread and butter is made. That is right. So we will be there tomorrow having a good time with all of you. I don't think I've met a lot of you. So if you guys can come out, you know, let's hang out and have a good time. Uh, I know the season didn't end as we wanted, but let's still have a good time and hang out. So until tomorrow, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your night. We will see you then and have a great night. Take care.